right. Welcome to Pull the Open, a Doctor Who podcast brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering. Today, we will be discussing It Takes You Away, the ninth episode of Series 11, written by Ed Heim and directed by Jamie Childs. To discuss this episode with me today is Etsy Goddess, Renee Thielman. Hi. And as a special surprise guest, we have... (laughs) The Grand High Poobah of the Grand Geek Gathering himself, <laughs> Tyler McVale. Yay! Hello. <laughs> now, Tyler, tell me a little bit about your, your history with Doctor Who. My history with Doctor Who. Well, I'm not from England. Um, okay. I am not a Dalek. Um, I, um, no, I, 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 okay, so, hmm. So, I really appreciate Doctor Who. I really like Doctor spot. Who. Um, but I've only seen classic who I've only seen, I've seen both bakers. I've seen, uh, episodes from the first one. Um, uh, who's the second doctor? Patrick Trout. he's the one with the beetle haircut. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen any of his. Um, and then I know the one with the opera cape is my favorite. He's my favorite, but, uh, uh John Pertwee. Yes. Pertwee. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> opera cape, yeah. He's my favorite. And then oh. I watch all of Eccleson. Oh, cool. And okay. I think I've seen blink, but I can't remember a thousand percent if I, if I do, or if I just saw clips. Okay, cool. <laughs> and then I saw this well, episode. It's a very non-linear story. So you, you yeah. I don't know, maybe you saw a supercut. Somebody put blink all in chronological order, which would yeah. just be massively weird. Okay, I, know it, cool. I know it sparked a bunch of indie games too. Oh, it did? Oh, well, I, I mean, that. they had nothing to do with Doctor Who. Like there was one called like CPH 13, 113 or something like that. It was not CPH. That's a, that's a highway, but like it, it okay. was, it was like, yeah, it's nothing to do with Doctor Who. It's just like, oh, if you blink, the monsters get closer. And it was just, yeah, never mind. Oh, so there were indie games that could tell if you blinked or just sort of pretended they could tell if you blinked? Yeah, there was this one that uh, it had like these big creepy dolls that just kind of like would just stand there. <laughs> and then you had a timer. You would you would blink. It would just depend on how light you were in the room. Um, if you walk through mist or if you walk through like stuff or like it'll tell you how dusty the room was and stuff like that. So. It was it was it was, okay. it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. It was like you know, it came out like maybe a few months after like the episode came out. So you've seen some Doctor Who and played some sort of inspired by Doctor Who games, which is more than I can say. Well, I I played. <laughs> they actually did have a massive multi online game a while back for Doctor Who. It was, it was geared towards kids. It was geared towards kids. I played it with my kids for a while. It was very sort of like a lot of logic puzzles and like oh, okay. sort of Tetris type things. Yeah, but it was fun. And and then it stopped. <laughs> I think I, I think around the eleventh Doctor they they got rid of it. Anyways, though, let's talk about it. Takes you away. Uh, my exposure to the episode was a little unusual. I actually went to Ben Padden's Look Who's Talking uh, Doctor Who post show yesterday at Geeky Tees in uh, I think is it Pasadena or Burbank? In Burbank, highly yeah. recommended. Burbank. But I got the time wrong, so I actually saw the recap before I saw the episode, <laughs> which made it sound like another like okay but not great episode. And then I watched it. And, yeah, there were a couple flaws here and there. But, man, I loved it. It felt like Doctor Who. And it it didn't feel like a lot of, like, interesting ideas just thrown together haphazardly. It felt like it was one whole story with, like, an emotional core and a theme running through the whole thing. Uh, And it's interesting watching it online. There's there's definitely been, like, a lot of people are like me, love it. A lot of people don't. I remember the recap show made it seem like, like yet another – Series 11 like the rest. But I want to ask you, what were, you, what were your impressions of It Takes You Away? Were you taken away? Renee? Um, I really liked it. There were a oh, couple good. things I really like about it. Um, 
the like anti-zone stuff wasn't my favorite parts yeah. but i did want okay. to point out that the director was the same director for demons of the punjab and the woman who fell to earth which are two of the better episodes i think personally so um i think i thought it was good i thought overall it was good despite all of the little things tyler how about you are you pro anti zone or anti anti zone? I don't and know. the episode overall. I don't know what it is. I don't like. And I talked about it um, at uh, at Geeky Tees. I was on, when I was on stage. Um, I love sci fi, and it is a very very emotional episode. Um, it, it does remind me a little bit of like fast paced uh, emotional Doctor Who that I've seen, especially like with Eccleston and a couple of the other ones in the past. Um, but uh, it, this one didn't really hit me. I thought huh, okay. I thought that the um, like I, I had a bunch of like lines and like what ifs and stuff like that as all of us nerds do. Um, I feel like some of the emotional scenes just didn't, weren't impactful enough because of missed opportunity or like too much folk or you know or just not enough time. I feel like if they just really yeah. slowed down to really really weigh in on some of those feels, it would have been a lot better or taken out you know the whole anti-zone <laughs> completely <laughs> and uh, i would have just liked to see graham like really be taken back and really just like, like i, I would have i would have rather watched five more minutes of graham you know like really not wanting to go back and like start crying or something i mean i know like he, he seems like the big burly man like or not man, burly but like he seems like the like the strong older he's, man he's a bloke yeah. What I love about him is he's just a down-to-earth bloke, you know? But he's like, the guy that's going to carry a sandwich into an adventure just in case his blood sugar gets low. Yeah, exactly. But, that's like, right. you see your dead wife. Yeah. I mean, I would cry. I, I, I would think that the strongest person would cry. And yeah. he just did, really didn't. And it sucks. But that's just me. Oh, okay, yeah, because I loved how he underplayed it. Like, I thought you could tell he was so devastated he, he was kind of shut down a little bit. But, oh, you know. Like, like, like less is more a little bit? Yeah, yeah. I took it more of as like a shutting down kind of thing. Like, yeah, oh. un almost unable to deal with how huge it was. So he just kind of was like, mm. so yeah. He was like kind of in shock then. Yeah. yeah I think so I think so. Okay, okay. I know, I'll take that. A lot of people have been anti anti zone. I, I I loved it because, first of all, I love Neil Gaiman. And it definitely, I definitely got a Neil Gaiman vibe from the anti zone, especially, what is it, Ribbons of the Seven Stomachs. Yeah, Ribbons seems, of the Seven Stomachs. He seems right out of Sandman or maybe Coraline. Uh, plus, I, I don't know. I thought I liked the fact that they didn't have a lot of time in the in the the, uh, the what's it called the 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 alternate the the solid track universe. Like as soon okay. as he as soon as he sees Grace, they could have one conversation, and then they gotta go, which I thought was really cool. But uh, I, you're not alone. A lot of people thought the the anti zone was padding. So. Uh, I guess I guess I have to acknowledge that that sentiment is out there by many a respected Whovian. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people also thought I, I loved uh, I loved the turn it made. I know a lot of people were sort of jarred that they thought it was going to be a monster movie and then it suddenly turned into a, a parallel universe movie. Yeah, like that, that was I, one of our things. We were talking about how we yeah. we thought it was it was going to be like this Nordic um, awesome sci-fi, like let the right one in, or like like for me, like in like um, was, I don't I don't think it was from Norway. I think it was from Sweden. No, it was Norway. It, the unexpected, uh, uh, not unexpected package. It was the one about Santa Claus being evil. It was like one of my Krampus? favorites. No, 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 no. That no, no. sounds fucked. 
No, no, no. I think it was an unexpected tale or something like that. Um, no, oh. that's Fightful. No, uh, it's unexpected. Oh, unexpected export. That's not Fightful. Uh, unexpected, uh, une- unexpected export. I think is what it's called. It was the one where okay. it, it was the evil package in a warehouse, and it was evil Santa. Like it was Santa Claus, but he's evil, and he was. Oh, it's it's a low budget uh, Nordic movie uh, from like 2008, I cool. think, and it's awesome. But I'll take your word for it. I mean, it's funny. A lot of the criticisms people have had of this episode are the criticisms I usually have of the episodes, like being very disjointed and yeah. kind of all over the place. But I liked it because there was this central mystery of what happened to Eric, Hane's father, and what the hell's going on. And it seemed like every new, what's the word, new movement of the story brought us a little closer to the truth. You know, first there was the yeah. monster, then they got rid of that, then there was the anti zone, then they got through that, and then. They got to the soul attract and they had to figure out what that was. There, there was a sense for me, anyways, of a progression of getting of a progression of getting closer to like the central mystery of what the heck was going on, which which yeah. is part of why I felt like it really held together as a story. I think it was weird for me because I actually I know that in a past podcast I've said something about the twists and the M Night Shyamalan-ness of the twists. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but this reminded me the beginning with Hannah and her dad reminded me of the village, how they uh-huh. remember that one where they created pretend monsters to keep them inside of the village. Um, it was an M. Night Shyamalan and then it turned out to be something totally weird. But um, it, was yeah. those- it was the fake monsters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I did have one criticism of the episode, is that didn't quite fit. Like, you know, Eric just seemed like sort of a lost guy, whereas somebody who would board up his blind daughter in a house and play monster noises to keep her terrified inside, like, that's like a psycho, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. No, that guy's either... a bad dad. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why he just didn't bring her with him. Yeah. No. I wish they address it. I was thinking about it, though. I think I know why, because they establish and this could just be my own personal headcanon, but they establish Hannah as a very strong woman who values the truth. And I think I think Eric was such a big dick. He knew that uh, what was the name of the wife? Trine was not the real Trine. And if he brought his daughter along, his daughter would say, like, you know, Dad, wake up. This is all bullcrap. This is not our mom. And he just wanted to, you know, wrap himself up in that comforting line. They could have fixed that with one line where where she starts saying, you're not my my mom. And then he's just like, this is why I didn't bring you here. Like that. It would have fixed it. Or have the doctor figure that out. Like, Like to accuse the dad of, you know, basically doing what he did, abandoning his daughter so he could, like, wrap himself in this complete lie that, you know, is, is better than the truth. Yeah. Like, that's a perfect thing for the doctor to figure out. You're right, it could have been a line, but, you know, that's the, the one The easiest thing that, line, too. Like, like it's kind of like, yeah. reminds me of that thank you for smoking. It's like, oh, yeah, it's like, where it was like, yeah, we'll just have him smoke up on the moon. But like, how do we do that? Oh, we just say a line. Like, just like, oh, thank God we have this, that one machine that lets us smoke, and then that that's it. Like, I don't know if you remember that line oh, from... No, from Thank You for Smoking. It's just a uh, – it was a, it was one of those throwaway lines when they were trying to put uh, smoking into a movie. Never mind. Oh, uh, okay. Did you ever okay. see that movie, Thank You for so Smoking? I, remember, I, I saw it ages ago. I forget that scene. It might have been inspired. There was a big push to have cigarettes on the classic Taj Trek, and uh, Gene Roddenberry said no. Yeah. Good on him. Yeah, that was, that was the one thing that did kind of bug me. But, you know, overall, I really like really the soul attract, you know. A classic Doctor Who monster has, like, a really ingenious twist to it. And yeah. I thought the idea of a sentient universe 
that had to get kicked out of our universe for our universe to work and really <laughs> want desperately to get back. That was like, that's such a cool twist, you know, like I, I and it's such a cool twist for this doctor too, because they're both these very old beings that feel kind of like outsiders who really want friends, but always yeah. kind of stand on the outside a little bit more for the solo track than for the doctor. But I don't know. I would say the solo track is the first great monster of this series. Agree or disagree? Um, I think they needed a new puppet. I love the puppet, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I think I made that joke uh, um, in Burbank where I was saying that, um, yeah. <laughs> that Yoda looked a little bit better in episode one. Than yeah. in this one. Um, uh, that frog. I, I, I wish they had the time and budget for stop motion. Um because like again I and again another thing I said was like it was weird cuz it was like we had that one scene of Doctor Who um and it was completely like almost doing the exact same thing as what Paranorman did but Paranorman did it like a billion times better and it makes me and it, it was just kind of weird I don't know if you remember the ending of Paranorman where it just goes in that white void at the end with the little girl yeah, I, re- I remember Paranorman too being kind of a mess like oh, but uh, I love I love Paranorman well, we'll save it for the Paranorman podcast. Yes, yeah. There was another one. There were so many great ideas, but it needed it yeah. needed to focus. You know, I it mean, should have been about his friendship with the head ghost because then he finds out the head ghost kicked out this girl, just like he'd been kicked out. So he was like betrayed by his new friend. I don't know. I I I, I I'm awful at Monday morning quarterbacking, but I have a whole yeah. better version of Paranorman in my head. I gotta yeah. say. Well, I, I wanted. I just. Well, I, I'm just talking about that at the end when he realizes why everything is happening, and then he's just there with his yeah. little girl, and like, because I love to cry. I cry at everything. I cry at Lord of the Rings. I cry. I ball at How to Train Your Dragon too. Um, I mean, I, I is that I, where you want Graham to cry? Do I? You want Graham? So Graham could join. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah. Absolutely. I love. <laughs> see, that's that's actually one of my favorite things is watching um, is watching strong characters cry because it, it makes yeah. me. I, I think it says so much about them and just seeing them, you know, when you see them at their at their lowest, you, you really understand, like, what gets them there and why. But, I mean, that yeah, again, I like seeing characters cry. I like I like crying. So, yeah, just cry. <laughs> Tyler, this was your first exposure to, to Jodie Whittaker as the Doctor, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry if I'm shortchanging Renee here, but I'm just interesting. Considering, you know, we've seen it for eight episodes, but this was your first exposure. What did you think of Jodie as the doctor? I think she is absolutely phenomenal. I, I actually, uh, I love her. But, but I knew about her because I, I, I've seen few, a few things with her. Like, you know, I, I saw that other BBC show. Oh, my God. It came out two years ago. Broadchurch? Yeah, yes. Oh. And then um, yeah. two years ago, right? That's Chris Chibnall. That's Chris Chibnall, actually. That's the guy who does uh, Doctor Who now. Oh, and then I, of course, Attack, Attack the Block is one of my like favorite yeah. sci-fi films. So, um, she is amazing, and uh, she she blew me away. Uh, Eccleston is I still like Eccleston more because he reminds me more <laughs> of me, but uh, I like her a lot. Really? Okay. He's so weird, and he just kind of just turned around and just smiles, and then he just and then he just turns back around and just and goes on his adventure like me. Like, I oh, I like Eccleston. It's just I've never, I've never seen Eccleston in you because he always seemed very prickly, and, and I never got a prickly vibe off you. Oh, maybe not but... prickly. I don't know. It's like it's like he'll be like, "We're gonna, oh look, there's an adventure," and they'll be like, "I think that's dangerous." And he just turns around and be like, and then just does that, that, that like that like like smile like I don't care, and then it just turns around and just keeps going. I I just I imagine that's how I am at cons where you're like, 
oh, where's Tyler going? And I just turn around, bye. <laughs> and I just go. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I would believe you at a TARDIS at cons because you do seem to be in many places at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh let me see. So yeah, Jody continues to be awesome. And uh this this also reminded me of the Witchfinders in that this episode could only be a Jody episode. Like um because yeah. I was thinking about that ending, which I actually did love. I I, I can't say why, because you're right. The the frog puppet was ridiculous. But <laughs> I just I love the ridiculousness of it. And in a weird way, it showed the solo tract, you know, could have been friends, BFFs with the doctor. Because, you know, the Doctor would love a cheesy frog puppet, you know, you know inhabiting a sentient universe. And so so did she. There were two. So did the solo there were two oh. I kind of thought that maybe, sorry, no, that you're fine. maybe um, the frog was supposed to look like a cheesy puppet because yeah. the, the solo track thought that the Doctor would like that. Maybe. And the Doctor would, you know, yeah. it's goofy, it's weird. And it ties into the humans being, you know, wonderfully sentimental people because he, she experienced Grace and uh, Graham talking about the frog necklace. Yeah, I think, I think that really showed the solo track had definite BFF potential with the Doctor. Could just be me. I don't know. But yeah, excellent point. I had two different. Uh, I mean, I, I, I would have rather seen two different forms. I would have rather seen the grandma that she talked okay. about. A form of the grandma. Oh, oh my God, Granny oh, the five. fifth grandma, Granny Grandma Five. Two. Yeah. yeah, I would have rather saw that. I would have rather saw like a storybook, like a book that was talking or uh, okay. or I was thinking or just bring back the moths because those moths were completely useless to the story. Now, let me, <laughs> I, I mean, admit, it was I never understood how the moths worked. Were they attracted to the red balloon? In which case, why do you have the red balloon or were they held at bay by the red balloon? I don't know. Did anybody figure out how the moths worked out? I don't. I don't think that the writers did. I think they just. I think they just threw ideas and they were like, "Okay, they're gonna have a balloon, and then moths are gonna come." I think it was more of a uh, like one somebody of the- watched the movie. It I think is definitely yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was thinking of it was of almost a- like they needed. So they needed something to run from in yeah. the anti zone, and so they were like, "Uh, well, uh, uh, flesh eating moths. moths. Yeah, totes." Yeah. Yeah. The moths looked great, I gotta say. Like, they really, yeah. like, it's sort of funny. Like, if you average together the frog and the moths, you have, like, half decent special effects. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I have an idea that basically they went to go grab the costume and a moth was in there, and then the writer was like, Moths, give me more moths. <laughs> yeah. Actually, there was a lot of the anti zone, I think, that got cut out because there was on Twitter they had a picture of a whole other monster that was supposed to appear in the anti zone. It was this weird, it looked sort of like a dementor, but it kind of had like a snout slash plague mask. Yeah. Yeah. Save it. It was probably, my guess is that it was when Ryan and, and Henna were, were going through. Because their first scene in the anti-zone is like all ADR, which is usually a sign that there were other scenes that got cut. So you had to yeah. cover all that stuff. And so, yeah, there was probably even more anti-zone, which I don't know, maybe then would have explained a little bit more with the. Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember from last week. I have this weird conspiracy theory that like all of these Doctor Who episodes, there's longer versions on a hard drive somewhere where, oh, like, yeah. it has all these missing scenes that we desperately want. Like, you know, what happened to Crasco? What happened to the spiders? And, you know, uh, why didn't why didn't Eric take Hannah? I don't know. It's it's uh, it's probably just something I want to believe. Why Yaz didn't really say anything. Oh, 
Yeah, well, well, we're getting to the TARDIS theme. Yeah, how do we think? Uh, I thought this was a good Yaz episode. What do you think, Renee? She had like four lines. Um, I hated that Ryan was such a dick to Hannah. Like, <laughs> I get not being good with kids. Like, like, I get that. Not everybody likes kids. Not everybody. But he was a dick to her. And she, yeah. I mean, she called him on it and stuff like that. And, you know, I know that they were doing it to make it so that at the end she could hug him and it was all like a good arc and stuff, but it pissed me off because partially because they've made such a big deal about Ryan having a disability. Uh-huh. Then he meets a little girl with a disability played by a little girl with a disability, which I think was awesome that they actually yeah. got a yeah. little girl that was blind. Yeah. She was not so good. Yeah. She somebody was else. She's an awesome actress. Um, but, and then he, he doesn't care. He's not, um, you know, caring or empathetic to her at all. He's just like, your dad's yeah. dead or gone or he left you or whatever. That just really bothered me. I mean, well, he, I have a feeling that he was trying to target it towards Graham, but then I realized Graham's not in half the episodes that he was being an asshole to her too. Yeah. I think it's just his background is, you know, dad suck. Get used to it, you know? Yeah. But and yeah, and I, I don't know. I did kind of like the relationship, especially the hug at the end. Yeah. Um, I mean, and, and I wish we had something. Now, yeah. I wish Hannah had more of an arc, too, because it showed like, what is it? She was very strong and she wanted people to stop protecting her, yes. which, you know, yeah. definitely Eric did the most lousy job, but like wound up like giving her, you know, she's going to be years of therapy. Thanks to her dad's protection. And, all right. and then, yeah. And then at the end, they went back to Oslo. I would have loved it if there was more a sense that like Eric is still this broken guy, but they trust Anna, Hannah, cause she's proven herself strong enough to take care of it. But I don't know. I still love the episode. I wanted to see Hannah beat up uh seven uh, ribbon in the seven, in the seven stomachs. Oh yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much of them left though. Yeah. Take them down. Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool. She beats him up. Yeah. I did like Yaz in this episode, though. Like, I, you haven't seen the rest of the thing, but, like, Yaz has been pretty underserved with a lot of these episodes. And it's only in the last couple that she's come to the fore. And it's kind of cool, like, how her and the Doctor are kind of a team now. Because they're the ones who both really are committed to helping people. You know, Yaz is yeah. a cop and the Doctor's the Doctor. And I like, like, now how it seems like Yaz and the Doctor have a close bond that, like, that that Graham and Ryan, even though you know they're good buzz and they're all team TARDIS, but I like that Yaz is sort of closer to the Doctor than the other two. Although I might just be extrapolating from this one episode. What do you think? I I think that she just had nothing to do. I I said this as oh. well. It seemed like like it screamed to me that it was like Yaz. Like I I, I don't know. She made some movement and some face that just said. Uh-huh. This isn't my episode. I've already had my time. I'm just going sit, to sit in the back. And, like, I don't know. She just, she just didn't do anything. I don't know. She didn't really say anything or do anything. Um, huh. And it sucks because she seemed really cool. And when she did speak her one of her four lines, like, she seemed, like, really, really awesome and, like, you know, and strong. Yeah. But, like, it, it seems like it's, it just seemed like she was just kind of like, this isn't my episode. <laughs> uh. But she did drop some pretty awesome. Some knowledge with reverse the polar- polarity. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, you're the third doctor <laughs> fan. You should be all about that. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Again, like, like, like she, she seemed great. It's just she just didn't have anything, and it just it from a writer. Like from what I can just tell that the writers were just like, uh, she's already had her episode. I like we're gonna focus on Graham uh, this one. The thing is, though, she hasn't really even demons of the punch. That sucks. Uh, that makes me sad. More, I think more Graham than 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 her. Like it had. It had some stuff with her. I shouldn't, I'm probably overstating that, but you know, she only had one where she was front and center. 
I don't know. You're right. I might be projecting. I really want Yaz to have something to do, and it would be cool if, like, she were best buds with the uh, the doctor. I would love it. I, I would love it if uh, Yaz had her own episode, like, driving force. Like, I, that's one thing I kind of wish. Like, I know they did it. I think, what was it Matt Smith, where, like, the companions had their own episodes pretty much? Was that Matt Smith or is that Tenet? No, like, a lot of the new who. Yeah, Blink. Blink. Well, yeah, a lot of the movies will have a Doctor Light episode, which will have other people. Sometimes the companions, like there was a Donna had a great episode where yeah. there was this alternate timeline where the Doctor got killed. So, uh, yeah, but that was more production thing. Like right before the finale, there'd sometimes be a companion light one or a Doctor Light one. Yeah, and I kind of wish that this one was more of a companion light one. Maybe like, maybe I think it would have been cool if maybe Yaz figured out that's like, oh, this isn't real. Having the Doctor more focus on the mirror and having Yaz. Take that spotlight for a second and her being the one talking to Graham or like or even I think it would have been cool if she was with the little girl and Ryan and Ryan was the one trying to talk to Graham. I I, I just think I I, I said this. Yeah, like I said, uh, this this episode seems like a lot of like missteps and a lot of like, oh, it could have been better if they'd done this. Like and it was Uh really, really badly were. I know, like a lot of us geeks, do that for everything, but this one more, even more so for me, because I'm like, oh, I would have loved if this had happened to Graham, or right, like you know, I think yeah. I think Ryan and Yaz were both very not were not utilized really well, and I think that Yaz would have worked really really well with the blind with the blind girl, being like, listen, like I know what it's like not knowing, you know, like oh my god, like her being a cop. You know, going in, yeah. breaking doors down, and seeing messed up stuff. Being like, listen, I, I, you know, I wish I could. Like, she could have had a whole moment saying, like, listen, there are things I wish I couldn't see. I don't. I envy you. And like having like all this awesome conversation. And I don't then, know if that's a good thing to tell a blind person. <laughs> You're so okay. lucky to be blind. Yes, that's true. Okay, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like, I'm, 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 I'm I could be blind I'm, sometimes. I know. Yeah. That, no. Yeah. That's yeah. terrible. That's terrible. But like, I mean, but you know, what I'm saying though, like, I think, I think, I guess. The, although I thought. I thought it was weird that they, they they teamed her up with Ryan, but I sort of see from a story standpoint because, you know, those two are going to butt heads the most. And I've thought past well, episodes did... have been very light on inner character yeah. conflict. So I was kind of there for it. I feel like, I I feel know, like I they didn't like... need – I feel like they just didn't need to bully a blind girl. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean it did bother me how he treated her, especially in the beginning. Like I know that it got better and I know that they were getting to that hug and stuff. But for a little girl, you know – with all of the other shit that was happening with her, her it just seems so unnecessary. Her dad's gone. Yeah. She's blind. There's a monster outside. I mean, he just couldn't be like, you know what? I'll let you have this. <laughs> yeah. It, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's true. He was the least equipped. So, of course, they give it yeah. to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, Ryan had two great moments. One, he finds the electrical wire on the window frame and immediately knows something hinkies up. You know, yeah. just pretending like, wait a minute, a wire in a house? Something's yeah. not right. But like, and then that's... but Yaz is a detective or a cop. I don't yeah. know. I still think that they should just switch them. That's just well, me. Yeah. To, be, to be fair, Tyler, she's um, really just a parking cop. <laughs> oh. She hasn't, uh, she hasn't done like a lot of like more police work. She's new Got to it. being a cop. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. She's very eager to prove herself, though. Too. Yeah, she wants. So, yeah. I think she'll be. A she's great ambitious. Yeah, she 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 quite. wants. To. Okay, so she's seen some gruesome parking jobs. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I also love only on TV. Do you get knocked on the head and you're unconscious for like 15 minutes? You know, like like yeah. I bang my head on the on a door at least twice a year, and I have yet to pass out. Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very plot, plot convenient unconsciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Though I, I do think Yaz made a good team because she, both she and the doctor are trying to figure stuff out. Like I can't see Ryan being quite as sharp about figuring stuff out. He seems, I, I mean, he's not nice, but he seems a little dimmer, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, I just don't, uh, I mean, this is, this sounds weird, but I feel like I would be more like Ryan. Like if I was with the doctor, I don't, I think I'd just be like, whoa, check this out. Like to like yeah. everything. Yeah. I don't think I'd be like, Ooh, what's happening over here? I'd just be like, what aliens? So <laughs> yeah. cool. You know? So I kind of, I feel where Ryan's at with that. I hate to say I'd probably be totally Graham. Like, you know, I love what I'm seeing, but I'm getting a little hungry. Yeah. I, 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 I would oh probably God, be. sandwich. That yeah. was amazing. <laughs> what kind of sandwich was it? I couldn't hear. Was it a sardine and cheese? I think you cheese said, or no? Pickle. Oh, cheese and pickle. Okay, that's, yeah, cheese that's... and pickle. Okay. Yeah. I, and, and funny, pity, just... Like I'm picturing, like, like, um, like in a bag in his pocket or something. Yeah. Like said he had like this sandwich coming out. It's so classic, Graham. Like, yeah, I'm going to explore the universe. I'm going to meet Rosa Parks, but you know, I'm bringing a sandwich because you never know. Was yeah. that the first time seeing a sandwich at all? Yeah, yeah. he mentioned yeah. getting hungry, like I think in episode two. But yeah, he he got it. This was the first sandwich. That's yeah. funny. Speaking of Graham, what do you think of him getting called Granddad? That just that was perfect Aww. for me. Yeah, that was a and good moment. Perfect. That was a good moment. I, I I could feel that it was a big moment for the show. Yeah, it's been the whole thing. There's been a like as much as there's been yeah. any arc in the episodes it's that Graham really wants Ryan to call him granddad you know and this one he did yeah and I thought it was done well it wasn't overly cheesy yeah, yeah. Ryan made a joke out of it like you know you're going deaf or whatever and yeah. it, I thought it was it was really good it was super sweet yeah it, it was perfect and, and this was the perfect episode for it because it was all about you know friends and grief and letting go yeah Ooh. definitely it actually circles back like and I moths. think this was a perfect 13th Doctor episode because that final confrontation with the the solo tract, like I just imagined past doctors and you know the 10th Doctor would have said I'm sorry and gave him that David Tennant puppy dog stare. The 11th probably would have been jumping around making a speech how clever he was. Oh my god, the 12th Doctor would have just nasty and sarcastic. But you know this Doctor is the one who could really see what was going on with it, that the Soltiform needed a friend and offered her friendship. Yeah. yeah, empathy. She's got she's got such great empathy, and I know it's it's kind of weird that like it's it's the women who are required to be empathetic. But I love that this is a side of the doctor that's that's coming out more, you know. Yeah. And she was the perfect one to understand understand the soul attract. And the soul attract was a good uh, villain for this for this season because there has been this theme of like the bad guys aren't always as bad as we think they are. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I like that. I, I I like that theme, and I like the fact that. Doctor Who was trying to do something very different with their villains and really everything in the entire universe. Not only just having their first woman Doctor, but basically everything is being seen in a completely different light, and that's awesome. So Yeah. I mean, they've been very, what's clear, that, that this was going to be a new Doctor, no two-parters, no recurring aliens. I was kind of surprised when they mentioned the Zygons. I was like, ooh, they're at least acknowledging that those previous Border seasons rings. exist. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so we don't really know much about the next episode. I mean, so you don't think that there'd be oh. any, any, any reoccurring? Like, you don't think that they've been like teasing and a Dalek will show up? No, There's I don't. Think lot, uh, don't yeah, this, I don't think so. The synopsis for it references um, Ux, who are 
who or what are the ux ux so i don't know if that's the bad guy or because huh. in the trailer she says i know that voice and there's a voice that sounds very tim shaw stenza ish and, and that's an alien from this series so they they might recur but i'm kind of hoping they don't because i want to be surprised you know well, well, Tim Shaw and the Stens are the only things that they've even referenced more than once this season. Yeah. So yeah. There, if it's going to be something from this season, it's probably going to be that. But it could just be something brand new also. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping for that. I was also wasn't crazy about them. I know a lot of people like them, but I thought they looked sort of generic. Right. Yeah, generic villain kind of. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, let's talk favorite moments because I've got a doozy of a one. But but you guys, what was your favorite moment in the whole episode? Um, I think it was uh, I, I think it was Graham seeing his ex wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His deceased oh, wife. Widow wife. Yeah, yeah. I guess wife who's an ex person, but yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Things. How about you? Renee? I mean, yes, those. That was, um, you know, heartbreaking and awesome. But I have a kind of silly two-part favorite line where it. she talks about the beginning, about the Wooly Rebellion. Oh, and yeah, then, the Wooly Rebellion. And, and then at the end when they were leaving and they're walking to the TARDIS, she says the sheep have moved on, probably plotting. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I was like, dude, I, I want to know more about the Wooly Rebellion. Oh my God, that's going to be the finale. The sheep. Yeah, exactly. You know, they can't. Yeah, the Wooly Rebellion was just a precursor. They've been plotting this whole time. Have they said anything else about sheep at all this season? No. No, that's that's. It's... Damn, it that would be just... so funny. What, is, what I love about that is is you're you're not entirely sure. You know, it could just be the doctor pulling their leg, but you're not entirely sure. Well, like we... with Banks, they have to this one where she's like. She did. She did say she was Banksy, and then she denied it, and then she sort of said, "Or am I?" So yeah, oh, she am I? Yeah. yeah, I loved that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought I thought that was hysterical, though the the sheep. Cool. Yeah. You said it was a two part. Oh well, it was the two parts of the Wooly Rebellion. It started with the Wooly Rebellion, and then she came back to it. That's yeah, like the sheep have moved on, probably plotting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Doctor has a great history of of, of making uh, ordinary things terrifying, and you know, yeah, exactly. the, the sheep. I, they got those creepy eyes. I'm sure there's something they could do with that. I love uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, though, I I definitely also had a favorite moment because for me, how should I put it? The the classic doctor moment, the moment you know this is a doctor, is the way she or he will just sacrifice uh, herself for anyone without yeah. ever questioning it. Like yeah. like when the ninth doctor offers himself up to the Reapers to protect everyone, or when the fifth doctor offers himself up to Perry, or when the tenth doctor offers himself up to Wilf. And she got a great moment of that when she, you know, she's not even saving one of the TARDIS team. She's saving Eric, who is a jerk, you know. Yeah, but not she, worth it. Yeah, but she doesn't hesitate. She's like, well, she, she hesitates to string him in, but she doesn't even think about it. She's just like, stole the form, take me, leave Eric, you know. And that to me, that to me, like, that is the quintessential doctor moment. And I mean, she's proved herself as the doctor every week. But that just for me was like, yeah, she, she's absolutely the doctor. Yeah, I I choose to think that uh, she did not do it for Eric, but she did it for Hannah. Oh, I don't think the bit whether Hannah's better off. I don't know. I, but, think... But I, mean, I think, you know, I mean, I know that she's just does things because she cares about everyone and she does have that big empathy. But 
the idea that she was doing that for Eric just bothered me too much. So I think I made it in my head that she was more concerned for Hannah. Okay. See, I see like she'll value any life, even Eric, you know, yeah. who did lose his wife. Didn't. Okay. Oh. Well, <laughs> I, did, I did love the moment when they were back, when Eric, Talk about underplaying something nicely. When Eric reads what he what he, what she wrote yeah. on the roof, and realized just how awful he's been, because yeah. it's weird they never address it. But I think she was out of food. They had that one weird shot of the refrigerator. I I wish they got a better shot because it looked like some stuff was in there. But it, I think they were implying she was she was out of food. She was yeah. Like, yeah, and it was uh, like it, uh, there was no light in the fridge either. So like when we first saw that, it made me think that like the power was out or something too. Oh, yeah. So yeah. as far as I was concerned, one of Eric's only redeeming qualities was that he was wearing a Slayer shirt. So yeah, <laughs> even that was reversed half the time. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know. I got to go with Hannah's Arctic monkey shirt here, but I, I guess yeah. I'm a hipster. <laughs> but hey, they're moving back to Oslo and she'll have Wi-Fi. So I'm sure everything will be fine. Yeah. yeah. She's a teenager. Uh, It'll be fine. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, though, yeah, I mean, that was the one thing. But man, this I I don't know. I, this is definitely my favorite episode of the season, hands down. Yeah, uh, I, and, I really and, enjoyed uh, it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, very Doctor Who. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 yeah, definitely pressed all my buttons. I don't know. Renee, what would you say <laughs> is your current contender for top of the season? Um... I really liked, I know you didn't, but I did really like Demons of the Punjab. Um, just, it was, it was so well-rounded in that it was so beautiful and um, uh, powerful. It was a powerful episode is what I should say. Uh, yeah. It was a lot. Great. I, mean, I don't mean to diss it. It's just, God, I wish they'd just done a little bit more with it. Like, it was... Yeah so close like there was it could have been brilliant you know it's sort of yeah it's not like the saranga conundrum which you know was always going to be kind of bland yeah like i thought like the name of the punjab was good i really liked it but it could have been amazing i don't know i'm, I'm just being well I'm that's being the, that's the funny thing too is i mean we all watched the exact same episode but we all have different opinions on it you know yeah. how, how you feel about demons of the punjab is basically how tyler feels about this episode so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh now, uh, but Tyler, well, Tyler, you've only seen this one, so uh, it it's, has to be your first it's, number it's, one. It's, of it's, it's my top one of the season so far. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to watch next week's? Um, you know what? I, I, I will actually – no, this week's pretty crazy. I don't know. I was going to try to watch the other seven but or other uh, eight. I'm oh, a, cool. I, I will most likely They're watch the finale. I'll, I'll most yeah. likely watch the finale. I'll try to watch the first episode and then watch uh, Demons of the Punjab. And then, yeah. and then probably, and then the, I, I'll try to watch those two episodes. But um, yeah, I have a lot of uh, I, I have a lot of like uh, Emerald City panels uh, submissions and uh, okay. WonderCon panel yeah, submissions. For those that don't know, Tyler's like the busiest person <laughs> yes. on the planet. No, he's also like the coolest person we know. No, so. no. If you're at a convention, yeah. If you're at, at a convention, say hi because you will see him. Yeah, <laughs> you'll see my. You know the thing about next week. Uh, Mark Addy, a wonderful actor. He was in Full Monty, I think a mm -hmm. great comedy. He was Robert Baratheon in Game of yeah, Thrones. Game of Thrones yeah. he was, uh, Everybody who's mentioned him, though, has mentioned him as that guy who took over being Fred Flintstone. Yes, that's what I said. Like, I don't know how that got the, that 
that that is like Viva, the thing everybody knows my caddy for. Viva Rock <laughs> Vegas, man. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> He's so much more. Well, he, he, uh, yeah, go rent the full Monty. He that that's a that's a great movie. Yeah. Okay. Closing thoughts, predictions. Um, I I, I actually think that the next episode is is probably going to end relatively like this one. I think the season finale is going to end with her having a conversation. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they they have a good conversation. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to lead into the New Year's. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, the New Year's is cool. We're going to get a scarf. Ooh. I'm pretty excited for that it's scarf. It's a cool scarf, too. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I will, I will own it. Um, so I, I'm excited. I put it sold out. Like apparently, it's by a designer called Paul Smith, and it's impossible to find. It's sold out. Yeah, just make my own. I'm yeah. good. Oh, that's right. Etsy got us. What am I saying? <laughs> I, uh, uh, I've, I, I, I hope that the scarf it doesn't overact. I, I hope it does a good job. Scarfs <laughs> <laughs> and Doctor Who have a long, illustrious history. <laughs> the scarf stole every scene. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's Tom Baker. Yeah. <laughs> the best. The best dialogue, of course. <laughs> yeah, scarf was just chewing the scenery left and right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. But yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, closing out. Thanks for listening. Check out our other podcasts on iTunes and all our podcast apps, and check out our site, thegrandgeekgathering.com, for our articles, videos, and more. You can stay updated from our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. And starting today, we have a new Facebook page for Pull to Open. Check it out. It's at Pull to Open GGG. So come and join the gathering. Have a great week and GGG. GGG. <laughs> <laughs>